future when you're... I don't know. She paused, as if conjuring up some fantastical idea like a fifth dimension. Forty or something. What do you want to be when you're forty? Forty? He too seemed to be struggling with the concept. Dunno. Am I allowed to say rich? Just so, so shallow. All right, then. Famous. He began to nuzzle at her neck. Bit morbid, this, isn't it? It's not morbid. It's exciting. Exciting. He was imitating her voice now, her soft Yorkshire accent, trying to make her sound daft. She got this a lot, posh boys doing funny voices, as if there was something unusual and quaint about an accent and not for the first time she felt a reassuring shiver of dislike for him. She shrugged herself away until her back was pressed against the cool of the wall. Yes, exciting. We're meant to be excited, aren't we? All those possibilities. It's like the Vice-Chancellor said, the doors of opportunity flung wide. Yours are the names in tomorrow's newspapers. Not very likely. So what? Are you excited, then? Me? God, no, I'm crapping myself. Me too. Christ. He turned suddenly and reached for the cigarettes on the floor by the side of the bed, as if to steady his nerves. Forty years old. Forty fucking hell. Smiling at his anxiety, she decided to make it worse. So, what'll you be doing when you're forty? He lit his cigarette thoughtfully. Well, the thing is, Em... Em? Who's Em? Well, people call you Em. I've heard them. Yeah, friends call me Em. So, can I call you Em? Go on, then. Dex. So I've given this whole growing old things, some thought, and I've come to the decision that I'd like to stay exactly as I am right now. Dexter Mayhew. She peered up at him through her fringe as he leant against the cheap buttoned vinyl headboard, and even without her spectacles on, it was clear why he might want to stay exactly this way. Eyes closed, the cigarette glued languidly to his lower lip, the dawn light warming the side of his face through the red filter of the curtains, he had the knack of looking perpetually posed for a photograph. Emma Morley thought handsome, a silly nineteenth-century word, but there really was no other word for it, except perhaps beautiful. He had one of those faces where you were aware of the bones beneath the skin, as if even his bare skull would be attractive. A fine nose, slightly shiny with grease, and dark skin beneath the eyes that looked almost bruised, a badge of honour from all the smoking and late nights spent deliberately losing at strip poker with girls from Beedales. There was something feline about him. Eyebrows, fine. Mouth, pouty, in a self-conscious way. Lips, a shade too dark and full, but dry and chapped now and rouged with a Bulgarian red wine. Gratifyingly, his hair was terrible, short at the back and sides, but with an awful little quiff at the front. 
Whatever gel he used had worn off, and now the quiff looked pert and fluffy, like a silly little hat. Still with his eyes closed, he exhaled smoke through his nose. Clearly he knew he was being looked at, because he tucked one hand beneath his armpit, bunching up his pectorals and biceps. Where did the muscles come from? Certainly not sporting activity, unless you counted skinny-dipping and playing pool. Probably it was just the kind of good health that was passed down in the family, along with the stocks and shares and the good furniture. Handsome, then, or beautiful even, with his paisley boxer shorts pulled down to his hip bones, and somehow here, in her single bed, in her tiny rented room at the end of four years of college. Handsome? Who do you think you are, Jane Eyre? Grow up.